When the boy in this picture was five years old, he developed a stutter that was so bad he refused to talk. He'd been abandoned by both his parents in Mississippi, and he had to go live on his grandparents' farm in Michigan. Not too long after he got there, the stutter kicked in. For eight years, he didn't say a word, until one day in high school, an English teacher saw a poem he wrote, and it was good. The teacher somehow got him to read the poem out loud and then stand up in front of the class every day and recite a new poem. If it weren't for that English teacher, Darth Vader wouldn't have the voice we all know. And someone else would have had to record this line. This is CNN. James Earl Jones is one of the most charismatic people on the planet. And he's proof that charisma can be learned. But what exactly is it? Well, in the Bible, charisma meant someone who's been given special powers by God. And the first person to use the word the way we use it now was a sociologist named Max Weber in Germany. A hundred years ago, he defined it as a certain quality of an individual which sets him or her apart from ordinary people and endows them with superhuman, or at least exceptional, powers. Powers that cause others to treat that person as a leader. He said that charisma creates leaders who by force of their personal abilities are capable of having profound and extraordinary effects on followers. That's not too different from how the word is used today. People usually define it by making a list of the people who have it. The list always starts with Steve Jobs, and then it has names like John F. Kennedy, Nelson Mandela, and Oprah. Charisma is whatever it is the people on that list have. And if James Earl Jones isn't proof enough that charisma can be learned, just Google Steve Jobs' first TV interview. What you'll see is a super nervous, unconfident, dorky 23-year-old that's nothing like the visionary leader we remember. So yes, you can develop charisma. It's not something you're born with. And I'm gonna tell you how to get it. But first, I want you to imagine this. You wake up one day in some remote part of the world, surrounded by a tribe of people who speak a language you've never heard. You don't know why you're there, who the people are, or what's going on. What do you do? Well, you panic. But then you look around and try to find one of the natives to connect with. Given that your goal is to stay alive and ideally get back home, what's your best strategy for choosing the person who can help you? Well, you definitely want someone who's nice. And since you don't speak the language, you're gonna look for someone who projects warmth and kindness. And you're gonna want someone who's got the ability to make things happen. So you'll look for someone who seems to be in a position of power. The third thing you'll look for is someone who will pay attention to you. Someone who looks at you in a way that makes you feel connected to them. Someone who's got both feet firmly planted on the ground in front of you. They're fully present. These are the three components of charisma, presence, power, and warmth. And you can see why our brains evolved to be so good at detecting who's got it. We needed it in order to survive. The first person to break it down this way is the author of this book, The Charisma Myth, How Anyone Can Master the Art and Science of Personal Magnetism. Her name is Olivia Fox, and she's now one of the leading authorities on charisma. Here's how she presents it. Charismatic people do three things. One, they're entirely present. They give you the feeling that you are their entire world in this moment. They look you in the eye and you feel like they're staring at your soul. You might actually be shaken by the experience. Two, they project power. Sometimes they're in a position of power, like a CEO or a superstar rapper, but sometimes they're not and they exude 
confidence. You sense that they fully believe in themselves. You feel their passion, even if you don't know who the person is. You think to yourself, this is someone that matters. Three, they create a feeling of warmth. You feel their positivity and their empathy. You may not be sure why, but you get the feeling that they deeply care about you, even if you're watching them in a video. So if you want to become more charismatic, you just need to build your presence, power, and warmth. Now, here's a game plan for doing that. The core of charisma is presence. To make yourself fully present, first of all, put the fucking phone away and keep it away. Not on the table. It doesn't matter if it's face down. The phone being there communicates to the other person that you've got other stuff you care about more than them. Now, look at the eyes of the person you're talking to. I don't mean just look them in the eye. I mean, see all the brilliant colors there are in that person's eyeball. Really notice them. See the pattern of lines in their pupil. And this one's gonna seem kind of quirky, but I'm telling you, it works. Focus on your toes. Feel the sensation of your toes touching the inside of your shoes. I know it sounds nutty, but it forces your mind to scan your body from head to toe, which brings you fully into the present. Next, power, which is all about confidence. And there's one research proven method to boost your self-confidence. This is something you can do before a big presentation or meeting, or you might wanna do it every morning. You sit down and close your eyes and think about things in the past that have gone your way, things you've succeeded at, and let yourself celebrate those successes. You stack as many of them as you can think of. Go all the way back to the finger painting you made in kindergarten that your mom put on the fridge. And then tell yourself that all of those successes are proof that you are in fact a successful human being and you're gonna succeed at what you're doing now. If you hear a negative voice inside try to argue with that, you drown out that voice with positivity. Doing this is proven to make you project confidence and confidence conveys power. Last one, warmth. This one's the hardest and here's why. Let's say you're talking to someone and suddenly you remember you left the garage door open and you think someone might be stealing my snowboard right now. Not only are you no longer present, but your face scrunches up and that makes the other person think you got a problem with them. You may believe you have an awesome poker face and they can't see what's behind your smile, but there's a mountain of scientific research that says you're wrong. People always can sense negativity you're feeling inside and they'll always assume it's about them. Here's one thing you can do. Fill your mind with positive thoughts about the person you're talking to, even if you don't like them. Find things that are positive, like the fact that they showed up on time or that they're wearing a clean t-shirt. The positivity has got to be genuine. You've got 43 muscles in your face and you don't control them as much as you think you do. Now, these tricks will definitely help you in the short term, but the real way to build charisma is to do all of the hard work on yourself that's needed. For you to live every moment of your life in the present, to connect deeply with the people in your life, and to fully believe in yourself. Once you do these things, you won't only have charisma, you'll have a life filled with joy, happiness, and fulfillment. 